Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Searcy Sports Show. I'm your host, Nelson Searcy, and I am beyond excited to start this show, this journey, this chapter of life with all of you that are listening. And wherever you may be listening, whatever time of day it is, across all platforms, I hope you are having an awesome day. So I've run through this intro about a thousand times, and to be honest, I'm really nervous for some reason, and I'm still not quite sure how to start, but I do know that this will be an amazing experience no matter what, and it will be a lot of learning, but I am ready to learn. I am excited to get this show on the road, and I'm just so thankful for this opportunity to do something that I love, to have my own show, and to just talk about sports with the world. So first, I'll just give you a few nuggets about my life, as for some of you, this will be your first time hearing from me. So I am 21 years old. I am from Kansas City, Missouri. I am a senior college student at Rockhurst University, and I'm on the college golf team there. And honestly, that's all you really need to know about me, except for one important thing that ties into this show, and that is that I do have favorite sports teams. And the reason that I am telling you who my favorite sports teams are is that I do not want my love for those teams to get in the way of me being able to bring the facts to the show, to bring non-biased opinions, and I just don't want myself to get in my own way. So if I ever am found supporting those teams to an extent where I'm getting emotional and I'm starting to be biased, please call me out on it. So my favorite NFL team is the Philadelphia Eagles. I have been a huge fan of the Eagles since I was a kid. I remember the first football game I ever watched was the Super Bowl of 2005 between the New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles. And I immediately fell in love with football. I fell in love with the Eagles. And it is a good time right now to be an Eagles fan. Um, We just made the playoffs on a pretty miracle December run, and we won the Super Bowl two years ago, so it is definitely a good time to be an Eagles fan. In the MLB, my favorite team is the Baltimore Orioles, and unlike the Eagles, they are not having so much success right now as they're in the middle of a pretty thorough rebuild, Uh, but no matter what, I will always be a huge supporter of the O's. In the NBA, my favorite team is the Boston Celtics, And similarly to the Philadelphia Eagles, I remember watching them as a young kid growing up and I just immediately fell in love with basketball and the Celtics and, you know, the Eagles and the Celtics are green and maybe that had something to do with it because my favorite color has always been green, but I am also a huge Celtics fan. But beyond those three teams, my fanship for other teams in the same leagues or other leagues doesn't go as deep as my fanship does for the Eagles and the Celtics and the Orioles. Um, Those have been my three big teams since I was a kid, and I will always be diehards of those teams. So again, if I am starting to get a little bit biased or a little bit emotional when talking about those teams, please let me know because I never want that to be the case. So the final thing that I wanted to talk about before I get into the meat and potatoes of this first show is why I'm doing this, kind of the mission as to why I want to do this show, um, what got me into podcasting and sports talk and all of that. And I remember as a young kid, I wrote down somewhere, um, it's probably on a piece of paper in my room somewhere, 
is that I wrote down that I wanted to be a sports journalist. Um, originally, probably my idea was to be a writer, um, but over time that has kind of changed in terms of the sports sense. Um, and I just know that I have never stopped talking about sports with my family, my friends, really anybody who has ears, I'll give them an earful of sports to listen to. And I've always found myself to be someone who values words and sports very highly. And I know what words can do for a person's life and I know what sports does for everyone. So simply put, I see this show, this podcast as a huge opportunity, uh, not only to talk sports with the world openly, but to help anyone that I can. Um, and one of my favorite, if not my favorite podcasts is Strong Opinion Sports. Um, I highly admire the work that Zach Schaumler puts into his show. And although I'm not a football expert who can do film analysis on quarterbacks and things like that, I can simply talk about the world of sports from my eyes while reminding people of the simple things. And my favorite thing about his show isn't just the sports, it's that he cares for all of his listeners. Zach takes time in each episode to tell people to seek help if they need it. And no matter what it may be, if you need help, go seek it. Without diving too deep into my personal life, um, I've been in a place before where I did need help with a lot of things, my mental health, um, emotional stability, and really until I sought out help, I had troubles moving forward and getting better, so to say. Um, so whatever you're going through, please tell someone. It helps so much more than you could ever imagine, and I thank Zach for being such a motivator to start this show and to bring that message to all of the people who listen to this show and his show, um, just because that is such an important thing to remember, is to take care of yourself. So now that I've kind of introduced myself and talked about my mission, let's get into the sports. So much of my show going forward will revolve around football, pro and college, basketball, pro and college, and golf. Those are the three sports that are in my head most of the time, but I will dive into every sport at some point on this show as I enjoy every sport very dearly. So the first section of today's show is the Searcy Stories, four current storylines that I find interesting today in sports. The first storyline that I wanted to cover is from the NBA, and it is that the Eastern Conference in the NBA is finally stacked. So if we take a look at the Eastern Conference uh, over the last like five years, we don't really see that much depth. There are some good teams, like Milwaukee's been good in, in the couple, last couple of years, and so it's Philadelphia and Boston and Toronto. But beyond that, the Eastern Conference has been pretty crappy, to say the least, and we look at the Eastern Conference this year, and there's so many exciting teams and teams that I think they could do some real damage. Um, you take a look at Milwaukee, who's got a lot of their core from the past few years that has been successful, um, especially Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, he's quite the MVP candidate. He's an amazing player, and Milwaukee will be good for as long as Giannis is around. Miami has so much young talent in Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn, Duncan Robinson, all of those guys have stepped up and, and become bigger than any of us thought that they would in their young age. And Jimmy Butler being an addition to that team is some experience and some leadership that has really brought that team together. Then you look at a team like Boston, who's got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown playing at a super high level. 
And same with Toronto having two players in Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry that are playing their best, some of their best basketball they've ever played. And then you've got Philadelphia, who has tons of stars, Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. And then you look at a team teams like Indiana and Brooklyn, who are still kind of hanging there in the East, and they're not at full strength yet. I mean, you look at teams like Brooklyn, who haven't had Kyrie Irving for most of the season, and they're waiting for Kevin Durant to come back from injury. And then you look at the Pacers, who haven't had Victor Oladipo all season, and have had to deal with injuries from Jeremy Lamb and some other players. It's just awesome to see that the Eastern Conference has so much depth this year, and I can't wait to see the rest of the season play out and for the Eastern Conference playoffs to happen because I think that so many teams have a great chance of being great. The second storyline that I wanted to talk about comes from the NHL, and it is that the St. Louis Blues are on a roll, and I think they might be the team to beat yet again. So the St. Louis Blues are currently on an eight-game win streak, and I was talking with my stepdad the other day, who is a Blues fan, and I asked him, I was like, hey, I haven't really watched many Blues games this year. Who has been playing like really well and who hasn't been playing so well? And he took some time to think about it, and he said, you know, I really don't know who's playing poorly And so it intrigued me to go watch some Blues highlights uh, because I hadn't really watched any so far this year. And he was right. Um, After watching about five or six full game recaps um, of the St. Louis Blues this season, it seems like everybody's really firing in all cylinders and that all of their players are really connected and playing well and each line comes out and plays hard for a minute and then they leave and the next line comes up and they're ready to go and... Um, I, I think that the Blues have something that not many teams do, and that is the monkey kind of off their back. Um, the monkey on their back for forever was that they didn't have a Stanley Cup title. And now that they have that, instead of kind of a Stanley Cup hangover, I think that they have a Stanley Cup motivation. Um, they finally got that monkey off of their back, and they're playing freely. They're playing without pressure. And Craig Berube is just leading their players to a lot of success, and it, it's cool to see. The third storyline that I wanted to talk about is from the world of college football, and he's getting all the talk in the world, and he should, and it's Joe Burrow. Um, Joe Burrow is amazing. Um, I have seen him grow from somebody that I really didn't know much about at the beginning of the season to literally game by game. He keeps growing as a player and growing as a leader. And I got to see him this weekend throw seven touchdowns and a half, which is just unbelievable. And you know, recently getting to see his Heisman speech and just how much emotion that that brought to him. And um, he gets it. Um, Joe Burrow is just an amazing talent. And I think that if the Cincinnati Bengals didn't pick him first overall, I think they'd be making a huge mistake. And uh, I'm just super thankful to be able to watch players like Joe Burrow on and off the field to see how they grow and learn and and it's just cool to see. I'm, I'm really happy for Joe Burrow, and I hope he goes number one overall, and I hope that his career in Cincinnati flourishes. And the fourth storyline, the final storyline of the Cersei stories that I wanted to discuss was the NFL playoffs. And the NFL playoffs have a few stories within them that I want to talk about, 
And the first thing that I want to talk about is Andy Reid, the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. And I wrote down, one of the first notes that I wrote down when I was writing the scripts for this podcast was that Andy Reid is the Kirk Cousins of NFL coaches. And I kind of want to explain that thought. Andy Reid has come through Philadelphia, and as an Eagles fan, I got to see him go through there, and he is a heck of a coach. He's a heck of a playmaker, play designer, but I feel like in the big moments, he kind of gets his, gets in his own way. There's been many, many examples of him having some questionable time management decisions, and I just... When I, I see similar qualities in him that I see in Kirk Cousins. In Andy Reid and in Kirk Cousins, I see lots of talent. I see lots of smarts. I see lots of ability. But I also see people who put so much pressure on themselves that they get in their own way. And I hate seeing that. And as someone who's from Kansas City as well, it would be super cool to see Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs succeed and and you know, excel to that next level and get to the Super Bowl for the first time in a long time. And so I think an interesting storyline is to see how Andy Reid progresses, because I think that this is the best Chiefs team that he's had since he's been there. And so I really hope that he kind of gets over the hump and, and knocks some of those demons out of the water. The second thing that I wanted to discuss when it comes to the NFL playoffs is the New England Patriots. And I wanted to talk about how I don't really see how they will perform well in the playoffs because of not only the current state of their offense as it's just not very explosive, it's pretty predictable, but in the past when the Patriots haven't had amazing teams, it's like last year and they, they won the Super Bowl, but they they have to game plan so perfectly with a team like this that's very predictable that if one thing goes wrong, they're probably going to lose the game. And so seeing how Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and their defense goes forward in these playoffs to see how their game plan works out, I, I'm i skeptical, but I'm not going to count them out because every time we count out the New England Patriots, they seem to do even better. But I am just saying that on paper, I think it's going to be very difficult for the Patriots to create a game plan that is good enough to overcome the limitations that their team currently has. And the final thing about the NFL playoffs that I wanted to get into before I make my playoff predictions was the talk that I had with a friend the other day about how he asked me a question. He said, Nelson, who do you think are the teams that you think can actually win the Super Bowl that are going to the playoffs. And he named a few teams, and then I asked him, I said, what about Seattle? And he's like, oh, well, Seattle has some injuries, and they aren't playing, like, amazing. Um, Their defense is struggling some, and they're not as good as at home. And I was like, yeah, but we, I I feel like I've seen this before, where Seattle is not at 100%, and then they somehow just go crazy. And I think that that is because I think the best person at playing hero ball of anybody in the NFL is Russell Wilson. And a few weeks ago, I saw, came across some stats of Russell Wilson's that blew me away so much that I had to go tweet about it. And I was like, wow, Russell Wilson is so good. And some of the stats were that he has never missed a start in eight seasons. He's had a winning record every season that he's been a starting quarterback in the league. He's second all-time in quarterback rating. 
his touchdown to interception ratio is something crazy. I don't even remember what it was, but and Russell Wilson's leadership is 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 amazing. It comes across as amazing, and so there's so many good things about Russell Wilson and his ability to make plays with his feet as well. And so when I think about the ability to put a team on your back, I really think that Russell Wilson is the best at doing that. And I think that Pete Carroll's a pretty good coach too. And also underrated, Marshawn Lynch is back, and I think he's going to be running with quite the vengeance. Um, I, I have faith in the Seattle team. I don't, I'm not saying that they're going to you know, go to the Super Bowl and blow everybody out, but I do think that if there's any team that has to kind of – if there's one team that's in these playoffs that needs someone to play hero ball, Russell Wilson can do it. So finally, the special of the day are my playoff predictions for these NFL playoffs that are upcoming. I'm just going to go through the bracket game by game talk a little bit about each game, who I think is going to win, and give you a score prediction. So the first game that we have this weekend for us is Saturday afternoon, and it is the Houston Texans hosting the Buffalo Bills. Um, In my opinion, the Texans are the better team. Um, The offense for Houston really runs through Deshaun Watson and his ability to make plays because Houston's offensive line isn't amazing. But despite that, they have good passing numbers. Carlos Hyde had an over 1,000-yard rushing season. And I think that the explosiveness of Houston's offense can overpower the solid play of Buffalo's defense. And I think that it will come down to Deshaun Watson making more plays than Josh Allen makes. Josh Allen's pretty good, but I don't really see him as the explosive threat that Deshaun Watson can be. So I'm going to take Houston in this game by a score of 24-20. to So the second game of the weekend is Saturday night, and it is the New England Patriots, the team I was just discussing, uh, hosting the Tennessee Titans. Um, Despite the fact that I think that New England is a bit weak this year in terms of ability to really make plays on both sides of the ball. I'm going to take New England in this game. Um, I think that they're going to be able to plan well enough for Ryan Tannehill. And despite Tennessee um, being really in good form recently, um, I think that their offense is a little bit too reliant on Derrick Henry having a 100-yard game. I think that Ryan Tannehill can do a good amount, but I think that against New England, he needs to do a lot. And I don't really see him doing enough um also it's hard to really picture the patriots losing a home playoff game um they hardly ever lose at home so i'm just going to take the patriots here um, by a score of 20 to 14. the third game of the weekend is the new orleans saints hosting the minnesota vikings and I'm going to pick New Orleans in this game. I really like New Orleans on both sides of the ball. I think Drew Brees is playing really well, and despite him being in his late 30s, he's playing some of his best football, and he's just broke a bunch of records. And him and Michael Thomas are hitting on all cylinders, and they have Jared Cook to work with, and Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara out of the backfield are great weapons as well. And on defense, they have guys like Cameron Jordan and Marshawn Lattimore that are making plays, and they, they just have a lot going for them. And Uh, Although Minnesota does have a decent amount of good players as well, I really just feel like New Orleans is overall the better team in in every phase. So I'm going to go with New Orleans 27-13 to beat Minnesota. And the final game of the weekend is the Seahawks visiting the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm going to pick Seattle in this game. It's hard to really count out the Eagles at this point 
because of how much they've overcome in the past month. But you think about Brandon Brooks, one of the best offensive linemen in the league, also going down this weekend, and Miles Sanders sprains his ankle, and Zach Ertz might not play again. And they have like 13 or 14 players that can make a huge impact that might not or will not play this weekend. So I I just th- there's got to be a line where the Eagles can't overcome so much, and they've overcome a lot to get to this point. But I, I just think that their run is going to end, and I hope for Carson Wentz's sake and Russell Wilson's sake that they both play well and give us a great game because I think those are two of the most impressive quarterbacks in the NFL, in my opinion. So I'm going to pick Seattle to win this game by a score of 28-26. to 26. So that leads us into the divisional round now, and the first game that I will talk about is the Baltimore Ravens playing the Houston Texans. And I think that the Baltimore Ravens are playing better than anybody right now. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, I'm going to pick Baltimore in this game. Um, They are playing at home. Lamar Jackson is the MVP. Um, Their run game is amazing. Their pass game is really efficient. Their defense is playing well. Um, John Harbaugh is coaching some awesome game plans, and they're just so fun to watch. And I just think that they're going to be a big handful for a Houston Texans team. And I'm going to pick the Baltimore Ravens to win that game by a score of 31-10. to 10. The second game of the divisional round would be the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the New England Patriots. And although I was joking with some of my Chiefs friends um, about a month ago that whenever the Chiefs beat the Patriots the first time, I was like, oh, the Patriots are just going to come back and watch the film and beat them a second time. But, um, but now, after watching the Chiefs and the Patriots for the last month, I really think that the Chiefs would beat them again if they played them. Um, The Chiefs are playing very well on both sides of the ball, which is great news for Patrick Mahomes because last year he was putting it all on his shoulders and um, the defense was, frankly, the reason why they lost that AFC Championship game last year against New England. And so with the offense playing really well under Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the defense playing as as good as they have all year, um, I'm going to take the Chiefs in this game to beat the Patriots by a score of 27-21. to 21. The third game of the divisional round would be the San Francisco 49ers hosting the Seattle Seahawks. And after watching the game this weekend, the game that ended by an inch, um, Seattle lost on the goal line at the last second, and it was it was a crazy game. Um, after watching that and knowing that Seattle beat them earlier in the season, um, I, I think that Seattle will win that game. Um, San Francisco doesn't really have any experience in the playoffs. Seattle has lots, and I as as I was saying earlier, I think that Russell Wilson is is he's always playing well. It doesn't really seem like he ever plays poorly. Um, so I think that the the Seahawks can go in there and, and steal one. I'm gonna pick the Seahawks to win that game, twenty eight to twenty seven. And that would make the final game of the divisional round the New Orleans Saints traveling to Lambeau Field to play the Green Bay Packers. And the Green Bay Packers haven't really impressed me much this year. Um, They've played solid but not amazing, and I've seen plenty of games where I think the Saints have played pretty amazing. Um, So strictly off of what I've seen, kind of the eye test throughout the year and how I feel like the teams are playing right now, I'm going to pick New Orleans to win this game. Um, Like I said earlier, like Drew, Drew Brees and Michael Thomas are playing out of their mind right now and their defense is solid and and I just think that on on all phases they have the better team than Green Bay although Green Bay does have a solid team 
I just think that New Orleans, New Orleans is explosive enough and, and is too is, is just, just going to overpower Green Bay in that game. So I'm going to pick New Orleans to beat Green Bay in that game 28-16. to So that takes us now to the conference championship games, which the first would be the AFC championship game being the Baltimore Ravens hosting the Kansas City Chiefs, which would, for all fans everywhere and for those two teams, that would be an amazing matchup. Um, for for everybody to see because we'd get to see the last two MVPs of the league go head to head, and it would probably be a shootout in my opinion. And I would pick the Ravens to win that game. I think that the game plans that John Harbaugh is putting together are so impressive, and both sides of the ball, both of those teams are amazing. But I think that John Harbaugh will outplan Andy Reid in that game. And I'm going to pick the Baltimore Ravens to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship by a score of 37-34. to And the NFC Championship game would be the Seattle Seahawks traveling to the Superdome in New Orleans to play the Saints. And I am going to pick the Saints to win that game. I think that the Saints, again, would kind of overpower Seattle um, in all phases, really, um, except for quarterback. But... A quarterback can only do so much, and I think that Russell Wilson's run will end at that point, and I think that the Saints will be headed to the Super Bowl. And I'm going to pick the Saints to beat the Seahawks in the NFC Championship by a score of 28-17. to And finally, the Super Bowl um, that I'm predicting is the Baltimore Ravens and the New Orleans Saints, and I am going to pick the New Orleans Saints to win Super Bowl 54. Um, I think that Drew Brees will go in there very motivated um, to kind of go out with a bang. I think if Drew were to make it to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl, I think he'll probably retire considering his age um, and the fact that he just broke all of those records. And, and he's kind of he's kind of if he were to end with a Super Bowl win and breaking all those records, it would be a perfect season. It would it would be amazing for him and. I think that they can get it done. I think that they're good enough on both sides of the ball to beat anybody. Um, so I'm going to pick the New Orleans Saints to win Super Bowl 54 over the Baltimore Ravens by a score of 31-30. to And with that, we've reached the end of the first ever episode of the CRC Sports Show. Um, I don't know if any of you know how much this means to me to be able to do this. And although I'm just another guy talking about sports, this is truly something I will always cherish. Um, Going forward, my plan is to make one to two episodes a week to be released on SoundCloud, YouTube, and other media outlets. And if you don't already follow me on social media, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under my name, Nelson Searcy. And you can find the show on all of those platforms as well as SoundCloud and YouTube under the show's name, The Searcy Sports Show. Also, and finally, I hope that with each episode I continue to keep learning and improve the quality and the content of every episode of the show and that we all continue to move forward and better our lives every single day. And until next time, this has been The Searcy Sports Show, your host Nelson Searcy signing off.